Hey everybody, this is Angela Bowen. It is December 27th, so it's the day after Boxing Day, which is celebrated in Canada and the UK, and two days after Christmas. Yes, I wanted to get this episode out before the end of the year. I'm going to be talking about books I read from November until now, basically. (laughs) Sorry if I sound a little rusty. It's currently 10.25 in the morning. (laughs) Have not been getting the best sleep. I swear, I really hate it. when I don't have nightmares, but bad dreams aren't any better than that. Oh my gosh. And I don't know why I'm having them, but it just makes it feel like you don't really get much sleep. If any of you out there can relate. Yeah. So, all right, let's kick things off with a YA book, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. This book, literally, when I started this book, I belonged to the Facebook group Book Lover, uh, Book Lovers Cafe. And I post a picture, you know, sometimes of what book I'm reading. Everyone does it. I even, like, Jeremy, take a picture because I'd already went to work. I said, take a picture of the books I got for Christmas so I can put it on the book cafe group on Facebook. So, when I started this book, I saw this book, like, all over. Everyone was reading it. And it had been out. It actually came out May 2nd, 2019. It's called A Good Girl's Guide to Murder. As I said, this is a YA book. It's the first in a trilogy. It's by Holly Jackson. Hey, Quinny. How you doing? (laughs) All right. So I'll read this enough. Okay. Excuse me. The case is closed. Five years ago, schoolgirl Andy Bell was murdered by Sal Singh. The police know he did it. Everyone in town knows he did it. But having grown up in the same small town that was consumed by the murder, Pippa Fitz, I'm just going to say Amobi, A-M-O-B-I, I'm sure that's not really how, or it could be pronounced that way, I don't know. She's not so sure. When she closes the case as the topic for, she chooses the case as her topic for her final year project. She starts to uncover secrets that someone in town desperately wants to stay hidden. And if the real killer is still out there, how far will they go to keep Pip from knowing the truth? I gotta say, first and foremost, of course, I rated this five stars. And I wrote, and I don't really usually write reviews, only for books I really, really like. I said, I have no words other than this book is amazing and I can't wait to start the sequel. I felt like I flew through this book. It just really consumed me. And I'm like, I gotta get the sequel and the third book. It just, it was so amazing. I'd never really read too many mystery books, but it intrigued me. It held my interest. It really, really did. Um... Of course, I'm not going to read the synopsis for the other two books because it's going to give away what happened in the first. So if I had to go out and rate them one, you know, first, second, third, I go first, third, second. The second one, which is called Good Girl, Bad Blood, I thought was okay. I, I felt maybe it could have been a little bit better. And of course, the third book, As Good as Dead. <laughs> So uh, I'm looking at the dates I read these from. The first one I read from October 28th to November 2nd. 
the other one, 11, uh, November 2nd to November 11, and November 11 to November 22. So it, the other two pretty much took me about a week, week and a half to get through. Okay, for the holiday reads, I actually read, uh, I believe, let's see, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six. I actually read six, one of which I'm going to say I counted it as a read because I finished 90% of it. Even though you're going to leave, that doesn't count. To me, it counts. To me, it counts. There is a rough patch in there. It's just, I almost DNF'd it. But, and I finished, and I cut to maybe the last, like, quarter of it, of the book. So, that one, I'm just, um, I'll read the synopsis for that one. That that one, honestly, was just okay. I don't even think I rated that. Oh, I gave it a 3 out of 5, which, honestly... I would feel that one felt more like a 2.5 than a 3 out of 5, but Goodreads does not let you do half ratings. So, all right, the first holiday read, which I read from... <laughs> I read from the day after Thanksgiving, the 26th, because that's when I start my Christmas reads, to December 3rd. Alright, so the next book I read, it is called The Holiday Switch by Tiff Marcello. I read this, as I said, I already said when I read it to you. I gave it five stars, of course. The Holiday Switch. This book was released this year, October 5th, 2021. And if you hear that fizzing in the background, that's my Diet Coke. Alright. A paperback original romance about a bookish Filipino-American girl... A paperback original romance about a bookish Filipino-American girl who crosses paths with the innkeeper's aggravating nephew, but when they accidentally switch phones, their newly discovered secrets draw them together. Lila Castro is ready to take on her last winter break of high school. The snow is plentiful, the mood is full of holiday cheer, and she's earning extra cash working at the cozy local inn. But her perfect holiday plans crash to a halt when her boss's frustratingly cute nephew, Teddy, Vera Cruz, becomes her co-worker. When they accidentally switch phones one afternoon, they both realize they've been hiding things from each other. Will their secrets and a dash of holiday spirit bring them closer to love? Underlined is a line of totally... Ad oh, okay, this is just the um, publishing house or whoever... <laughs> put out this book. Okay, so that's the synopsis. Yes, I love any book that is a character working in the bookstore. I am 100% down for it. 100% down for it. And if it takes place during the holiday season, oh, you better believe I'm down for it. So it's really cool, this book. It's just, the girl works in a, a small little town, I think it's in New York, where there's a book... It's called, okay, let me go grab the book, actually, because the synopsis leaves a lot to be desired. There's so much that happens in this book. So, there is a famous movie called Holiday by the Lake that was filmed in this small town. 
And yes, this is actually a fictional movie. Didn't it says it came out in 1996. When I think of this, it, it sounds kind of similar to um, some of those old classic movies, you know, like White Christmas. Um, it's a wonderful, you know, those older ones. What there's also what the Bells of St. Mary's. I've not seen that one. Um, just a lot of older films. I mean, I'm not putting '96 anywhere near like 1946 or 1964 or whatever like that. But uh, and the main character Lila, she works like I said. She works at this inn and. You know, they're gearing up for the Christmas season. It's basically a tourist spot, this town where this movie was filled. Everything is dedicated to this movie in this town. And this gift shop, this inn, that actually has little cabins that they rent out. They're always very busy around December. And I'm not going to spoil anything about a surprise that the owner has for the people that work there. Well... Her nephew is staying with her, the main character's shop, uh, you know, her boss's nephew is going to be staying with her boss and everything, and she's like, well, he can get your, you know, some hours and whatnot, because Lila wanted to get extra hours for when she's going to be away at school in January, and she's like, oh, well, there go my hours. But also what I like about Lila is the fact that she also is a book reviewer, which is really, really cool. She reviews holiday books. Yeah, she's a holiday book. It's a holiday book blog, Tinsel and Tropes, and she's been doing this for about two years. Her parents really object to any type of internet activity. They had had some issues with harassment. Her dad runs a, I think it's a shipping company. Uh, no, it's a gift wrap store, I think. Uh, gosh, you think, you're probably like, did you even read this book? And just, yeah, I, did. I read it over a month ago and the details. It's just, overall, guys, it's, it's a really enjoyable book. Lila and, and Teddy get to, you know, really know, know each other and everything. And it's just, it's a cute romance book and I just I love the town I love the fact that she works in this little touristy gift shop slash cabin setting resort it's just it's so adorable it's all the stuff in the gift shop pertains to the movie since it was filmed the, uh, in that town and people just come and like I want to get a picture at the little gazebo area where so-and-so proposed to, or told this person that, you know, you know, I love them and everything like that. And, um, yeah, overall, I, I give that one, I give it a five out of five. I definitely wouldn't mind reading it again, maybe either next Christmas or the Christmas after. So really, really cute. Five out of five. I, and I honestly, I would list it as a nice, comfortable, cozy read. Where you just snuggled up on the couch, you got a blanket, you got your beverage of whatever you're choosing. Maybe you got the YouTube fireplace ASMR videos playing. I love those. That's another thing I see in photos in the book cafe Facebook group, uh, 
Book Lovers Cafe Facebook group. A lot of people reading while they have the ASMR, you know, fireplace scenery videos playing in the background. I fell in love with those over a year ago, and I play them all the time when I'm reading. Just for the scenery, not just the scenery, but just the nice, you know, instrumental, you know, music that sometimes accompanies them and everything. They have what they have them for every season: summer, spring, Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving, autumn, all of that. The next book is a middle grade book. It is called, it's part of the Wish series. It is Hot Cocoa Kisses, and this is by Suzanne Nelson. This book came out November 1st, 2015. And I, even though I did rate it five stars on Goodreads, I would probably list it more as a, probably um, a three, 3.5 if I had to be completely honest. I'll read the synopsis. Emery Mason hates the holidays. She's so over tinsel. Secret Santa's an excessive cheer. To make matters worse, her parents are forcing her to work as an elf in their Santa photo booth at the mall. Then she meets Alejandro Perez, who works at the hot cocoa shop next door. He's so annoyingly full of the holiday spirit, he should be one the one wearing the elf getup. But the more time Emery spends with Alex, the more she realizes she might not be the Grinch she thinks she is. When a secret Santa surprises her, when a secret Santa surprise turns her world upside down, will Emery finally embrace the magic of the season, or will she miss her chance to kiss the perfect boy under the mistletoe? So there is a underlining, I guess if you want to refer to this as a trigger warning. Emery's grandmother gets sick and sadly she passes away from an illness. Um, there's a mention of her being in the hospital. Quick mention. So just to let you know if you read the book, there is that. Another thing is Emery has a... I'm not going to say this girl is goth, but she has got a poor attitude for all the wrong reasons. You think it's one reason, like, oh, I'm so above all this holiday cheer. And the thing is, her parents, especially her dad, is like a big kid at Christmas. You know, they they put out this elaborate display of holiday decorations on their lawn. They've been doing this for years. Emery's 12. They've been doing this since she was very, very young. And as a kid, she loved it, but now it's just like, ugh, I don't want to help out at the photo booth. Ugh, I don't want to, I don't want to see your decorations. They're embarrassing. And it's just, and the fact that she finds out, like, people come from, like, miles around. Like, your town is, is known. Your neighborhood, that is the house they go to, is your house. That's what they look forward to and everything. And she, uh, her character is really, really aggravated me. Other than that, I love the book. But her character really is like, you're dragging me down, girl. I, I understand the deep underlining reason why you have an issue towards Christmas and you probably already kind of figured it figured it out but um Ali I, I gotta say my favorite character Alex Alejandro so so great she we actually <laughs> there is a kid that uh, a guy that Emery likes and he's also one of those, I'm above Christmas, oh, just all of this stuff. It's, it's just, 
that irritates me is that, and I don't want to loop all kids together that kind of think like I'm above all this. I'm better than that. It's like they're trying to act older than what they mentally are. And it just aggravates me to no end. I mean, is this what kids are seriously like nowadays? Ugh. They, the, the kind that think they know more than they really, really know. Yeah. But um, uh, Alex is my favorite character. I loved the hot chocolate shop. He's always testing new flavors. And he and his grandpa, they go to different types of shops. Uh, a certain type of shop, they got to get certain spices for. And he's concocting different, you know, he's using Emery as his taste tester since the photo booth is right near the holiday shop. I mean, the coffee hot chocolate shop. I'm sorry, guys. Um, yeah, and he's like, here, try, and she'll be really kind of critical. Like, ah, oh, it's a little too sweet. Ah, oh, it just doesn't hit right and this and that. And he's like, ah, oh, one of these days, I'm going to get you. I'm going to hit you with a good mix of hot chocolate, and you're going to love it. <laughs> They're also doing a Secret Santa um, thing at school, which I never did that in school. It's not that I think. Oh, oh, I remember. Yes. Um, what the heck was that? Fourth or fifth grade? One of them. Okay, so it's around Christmas time, right? And my grandma had I wanted her to get me the um, you know the Playmates figures, um, different Disney afternoon characters. Well, Kit Cloud Kicker, one of my favorite characters from my favorite character from Tailspin. If you know the show, you know from Disney Afternoon. Anyway. And I said, okay, well, I want to get my best friend, you know, Allison. I want to get her Molly because, you know, she kind of likes, she likes whatever I like, I guess. I don't know. That was a plan. Anyway, that was a plan. Get to school. Find out that my gift is going to be given to someone else because it's some weird secret. Here, you're going to draw a number and that number is who you give your gift to. And I'm thinking, wait, what? No. It, it was horrible. Oh my gosh. I could not have been more disappointed. Seriously. But anyway, yeah, she gets uh, a secret Santa and she has no idea what to get this person because this person is, it's another, this book, honestly, it's another thing about you need to look beneath the surface of what people are giving off as far as the image they're projecting. There's more underneath when you get to know, like, get to know and talk to a person and stuff. So, I, I, that's what I'm going to say about that. And, um, yeah, the guy that Emery's crushing on is just like, this guy is so full of himself. For being a 12-year-old, he is very full on himself. Oh, my God. See, it's just another thing of showing that kids are growing up faster than they really should be. I don't mean physically either. I mean mentally they're growing up faster than they need to. And it drives me nuts in these books. I don't know whether this is a quote-unquote woke era or what's going on with kids today. And that's my only complaint. But another thing is I love that there are recipes in the book as well. I really... I have been on a cocoa binge lately, um, just making the hot cocoa packets that I've gotten some from Amazon and just the Swiss Miss peppermint ones and just, I don't know why. It's just, 
I used them when I made from the cocoa packets. I know you're like, that's not real cocoa, but whatever. Anyway, um, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, when I was younger and I was making the hot cocoa from the packets, I would just mix water. And Jeremy, as I was making it, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, I have been had been trying it because it says for creamier hot chocolate, use milk. I was like, that makes 100% better sense. Because Jeremy's like, well, why would you use water? Anyone would know you should use milk. Whatever. But anyway, I started using milk for my hot chocolate and I never looked back. Like, never, never, never again will I use water. Just no. But, ah, oh, I really wish Land Lakes, which I don't believe they, I don't even know if they sell that here. I think that's why I had to go to Amazon and pay an exorbitant amount for, um, bunch of little different hot chocolate flavors um cinnamon i want to find cinnamon hot chocolate if you guys know of an online place i looked on amazon i'm still trying to find there's um i think it's like a it was a box of like mexican hot chocolate it's like uh is it a abuela i want to make sure i get it right abuela hot chocolate mexican hot chocolate um i haven't tried it yet but it looks like there's cinnamon in it because that's kind of what i'm looking for so yeah but anyway, cute, cute, another cozy, comfy, the, definitely comfy, cozy read. You're not really going to get too in-depth with the characters in Hot Cocoa Hearts. It's just kind of surface-level stuff. But, um, yeah. Like I said, I rate that probably a 3.5 out of 5, and so instead of a 5 out of 5. Okay, next one. This is the first book I've read, read by this author. She is very well-known, Debbie McCumber. McCamber, McComber, M-A-C-O-M-B-E-R. Okay, so also Hot Cocoa Hearts took me four days to read. And Dear Santa by Debbie McComber took me two days to read. <laughs> I flew through this book. It was, honestly, it was short. It came out October 19th, 2021. 272 pages, so not very long. I'll read the synopsis. Okay. <clears throat> A special holiday wish list brings about hope, love, and second chances in this nostalgic novel from the Queen of Christmas Stories. Number one, New York Times bestselling author Debbie McCumber. Lindy Carmichael isn't feeling particularly joyful when she returns home to Wenatchee, Washington for Christmas. The man she thought was the one has cheated on her with her best friend. What in the what? Are you kidding? Ugh. And she feels completely devoid of creativity in her graphic design job. Not even carolers or Christmas cookies can, can cheer her up. But Lindy's mother, Ellen, remembers an old tradition that might lift her daughter's spirits. Reading through a box of childhood letters to Santa and reminiscing about what she'd wished for as a young girl may be just the inspiration Lindy needs. And now I lost my place. <laughs> With Ellen's encouragement, Ellen being her mother, she decides to write a new letter to Santa, one that will encourage her to have faith and believe just as she'd done all those years ago. Little does Lindy know that this exercise in gratitude will cause her wishes to unfold before her in miraculous ways. And thanks to some faithful twists of Christmas magic, especially on un- un- Expected connection with a handsome former classmate. 
Lindy ultimately realizes that there is truly no place like home for the holidays. And Dear Santa, Debbie McComber celebrates the joys of Christmas blessings old and new. This book, I swear, I love it so much. I actually got a copy from my mother-in-law because I like us to have something to talk about. You know, especially book-wise. I'm just... That's the thing, just looking for, and even that, you know, Facebook Book Lovers Cafe group. It's just someone, people that talk about books, I'll post books, and people are like, oh, wow, I haven't read it yet. Or, oh, you, I hope you like it, and this and that, and just little things like that. So, yeah, it. Oh, this book was amazing. It was beautiful in every single way. People make, oh, it's really cheesy, and this and that, and cliche. It's like, I don't care. I love it, and that's exactly what I needed for the holidays. Some of these authors, I mean, they know how to write a book. Yeah, sure, you think they're cheesy, but they're good and home and, you know, heartfelt. Actually, I think some of her books have been made into movies. <clears throat> so, yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, I liked her reconnecting with an old classmate. I thought that was cute. And her reconnecting with, you know, old friends and all that good stuff. And it's just, I don't want to spoil anything else. It's just, Great, great, great. Check it out. Five out of five stars. Worth so much more. Okay, so... The next one, I actually decided to take a quick hot break and read something that I had been kind of reading off and on for probably a year or two now. And it was on my nook. I have a physical copy of this book. I don't know where it is. Most likely in storage in a tote somewhere. So... This is my first Tiffany D. Jackson book. It's called Monday's Not Coming. And boy, oh boy, that ending. I don't want to spoil it, but... Huh. <laughs> when does it say I finish it? Oh my gosh! I had originally started reading this back at the end of February 2019! Because I think when you, uh, when, sometimes like I'll start reading something and then I'll put like want to read and then I'll pick it up again. And Goodreads will keep that an original date of when you originally started reading it. So, okay, it took me over two and a half years to finish this book. Oh my goodness. But yeah, it's called Monday's Not Coming. It, one thing I will say, I did write it, rate it five stars because it was good. But... It's got a lot of confusing parts to it. Like, it's called, there's before, there's after, there's before the before. And then it's just like, these timelines are like all over the place. This book came out May 22nd, 2018. And I'm going to read the synopsis. This is also a mystery book. Which, after reading A Good Girl's Guide to Murder, I just kind of got kind of hooked on intrigued by wanting to read more other type of mystery books. <clears throat> Monday Charles is missing, and only only Claudia seems to notice. Claudia and Monday have always been inseparable, more sisters than friends. So when Monday doesn't turn up for the first day of school, Claudia's worried. When she doesn't show for the second day or second week, Claudia knows something is wrong. Monday wouldn't just leave her to endure tests and bullies alone. Not after last year's rumors and not with their grades on the line. Now Claudia needs her best and only friend more than ever. But Monday's mother refuses to give Claudia a straight answer and Monday's sister April is even less help. 
As Claudia digs deeper into her friend's disappearance, she discovers that no one seems to remember the last time they saw Monday. How can a teenage girl just vanish without anyone noticing that she's gone? This book really had me really guessing, trying to figure things out. And what I discovered, I swear I read something like that like in Facebook news like years ago. And I don't want to spoil the ending at all, but I swear I read, I felt like I read something similar that happened um, in the news ant like years and years ago when that popped up. And it's just like and the thing is, I finished this book late at night. And I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to turn the light out. <laughs> and I'm like, but Jeremy needs to get up in the morning. Uh, and it's like, even like turning the light and then coming out to into the like dining area of the apartment and stuff. You like gotta go like basically walking in the dark until you like you go to where the kitchen is and flip on the light. It's like, ugh. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it. It definitely was intriguing. You probably will figure it out faster than I did. <laughs> just this back and forth is just like, it was just messing with my head. But I, I really enjoyed it. I really, really did. It, like, it's, it's a young adult mystery uh, by Tiffany D. Jackson, who has written quite a few other books that I still want to get to. Uh, the Santa Suit is the, and this one, this one's a short one, guys. This book is only 224 pages. It came out September 28th, 2021. This is by another author that I believe has read, written a lot of books. And I just, I was in a Target, just like I was in a Target when I picked up Dear Santa. I was in a Target, saw this book called The Santa Suit by Mary Kay Andrews. And it took me three days to finish this book. Just because, you know, between working and watching holiday movies and stuff. But oh, this book was also just like Dear Santa. I loved this book. It was so good. Okay. From Mary Kay Andrews, the New York Times bestselling author of Hello Summer comes in novella. Yeah, it's this is actually novella. So it's not a full book, I guess, be just because it's 224 pages? Okay. Celebrating the magic of Christmas and second chances in the Santa suit. When newly divorced Ivy Perkins buys an old farmhouse sight unseen, she is definitely looking for a change in her life. The Four Roses, as the farmhouse is called, is a labor of love. But Ivy didn't bargain on just how much labor. The previous family left so much furniture and so much junk that it's a full-time job sorting through all of it. At the top of a closet, Ivy finds an old Santa suit, beautifully made, excuse me, and decades old. In the pocket of a suit, she finds a note written in a childish hand. It's from a little girl who has one Christmas wish, and that is for her father to return home from the war. This discovery sets Ivy off on a mission. Who wrote the note? Did the man ever come home? What mysteries did the Rose family hold? Ivy's quest brings her into the community and at, or at a time when all she wanted to do was be left alone and nurse her wounds. But the magic of Christmas makes miracles happen and Ivy just might find more than she ever thought possible. A welcoming town, a family reunited, a, mysterious, a mystery solved, and a second chance at love. 
Now, I'm going to be honest here. I know there are going to be people out there who will probably write it like, oh, it's just so cliche how everything fell into place, blah, blah, whatever. I don't, I don't care about that. I love this book. Another comfy, cozy read. You know, yeah, the description's right. She is looking for a change. Her and her husband had been married for six years, which really isn't long. And she is part of a, I think it's like a marketing firm. Like she and her husband had a startup business. And they landed this big account. And it turns out her husband was banging the woman of the account they landed. So they just parted on mutual terms basically. Just like, yeah, this is done. The guy was a jerk. guy was a jerk. And of course, I guess he came from money because she says how his parents really thought he married down by marrying her ivy so yeah she's like okay i need a change so she goes and buys this farmhouse looks it up online doesn't even i mean you know pictures can only show so much detail unless you until you actually walk through the house and walk through the rooms and everything unless maybe it didn't even have well maybe it had pictures i don't know anyway so yeah, she buys a house. She has this adorable white Irish setter named Pumpkin. Uh, so so cute, so cute. And yeah, she gets there and she <laughs> she's got a moving truck bringing her stuff. So she's like, oh, this fur- old furniture is all da- everything's dated. The house has been shut up for a while, and you know houses that have been shut up for a while have kind of a musty odor. Like the, uh, even when we bought the house. And we opened it. Like, there's definitely, you know, older folks smell here. And not to be mean about that. But it's like, eventually, like, even, like, we had lived in the house for 11 years. And even coming in from the garage into that little entryway there before you go into the house, there's still that occasional, like, musty, you know, oldness to it. Um, but, yeah, it... The book is just, it's amazing. She's just, and the character just starting out. She even brought some little baby chicks with her. Because she was uh, hoping, I guess, there had been an old chicken coop. And she meets, makes friends, like, very easily. Just even by accident, really. So, um, I can't say much more about this book other than, I know it's the 27th. I don't know if any of you read Christmas books outside of Christmas. Otherwise, hey, this will be great for you for next year. Just re-listen to the podcast a year later to get your holiday needs reads. Um, yes. So, it's just, it's such a good, I really, all these characters... You know, the holidays, even though I'm 39 and reading about, you know, a teenager or a 12-year-old or a 30-something-year-old or someone in their 40s. I mean, you gravitate towards these characters because I think in a way sometimes you find a little of yourself in them. And you want to go on this new adventure of this new discovery of this lady's, yeah, I can totally identify. This lady's in a new town. She doesn't know anybody. And especially small towns, you know how, you know, small towns usually have people they like to gossip. Like, oh yeah, you're new in town. Yeah, so-and-so saw you at the post office or something. It's like, you can't get away with nothing, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I heard you just bought that house up on such-and-such street. 
and like, oh, it's good to see someone living back there and everything. And it's just, I just, and it seems like even middle grade books, a lot of it has to do with start kids starting over, starting a new school, living in a new town, and just trying to find themselves or create a new identity for themselves and finding things about themselves they didn't know they had, um, they had in them, you know? You may not know you actually had a, uh, an interest for uh, uh, photography. I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, I like, all of a sudden I like taking pictures. I didn't know that. I was never into doing that before, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I just, it was a short book, but I just, I was glued to it. It's like every spare second, I'm like, I'm reading. And sometimes I will do that, especially with the bigger books. I will get it on the nook so that way I can read it like, at night, like, I don't want to hold, you know, a heavy book, it's, you know, I'll just read it on my nook, and then that way when I'm tub reading, because, I mean, I do that, I'll read the physical book, because I'm not in the tub, that's just insane. So, the one that I was talking about that I kind of, like, read 95% of the book, it's called The Cross Country Christmas, this is by Courtney Walsh. It came out October 26, 2021. This is the one I rated, you know, 2.5 to 3 out of 5 stars. Lauren Richmond isn't a fan of Christmas, which is why she rarely makes a trip home to the Midwest for the holidays. After all, she has plenty to keep her busy, namely her duties as a set decorator on a TV sitcom. But this December, Lauren's brother and his wife are expecting a baby, so her brother arranges a ride home with... A ride home for her with his good friend Will. Unfortunately for Lauren, she's been trying to forget college baseball coach and childhood crush Will Sinclair for more than 10 years. Now, thanks to her fear of flying, she's stuck in a car with him from California to Illinois. She's circumspect and organized. He's flirty and spontaneous. Ugh, I cannot read to save my life. She's convinced that people don't change. He's trying to prove to her and himself that he has. On this cross-country... My God, can you imagine trying to say that five times fast? On this cross-country road trip, they'll both discover that history doesn't exactly repeat itself. But like any good Christmas carol, it does have a second verse. I, It started out fine, honestly. I'll be honest with that. I was excited, like, oh, it's good. And then it just hit this lull, this dull, this... Sometimes I can power through it, but then if I start to get bored with the book, it's just... I don't power through things anymore if I... I I don't know what it was, but it's just... I think the character of Lauren was really getting on my nerves. And this constant... I mean, I get why she's got her reserve with this guy and everything, because of, you know, past history and whatnot, but... It's just... I mean, I think I had probably less than half the book to go, and I just, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to skip, like, to the last, like, few chapters of the book. And I, I wouldn't read it again. I mean, you can read it if you want. I thought it was okay. I, books that spend a lot of time, especially when it comes to cross-country books and everything, you gotta be kind of creative with those. 
Um, a middle grade cross country book that I can think of that I read back in May. Let's see if I can find it here real quick. Even though middle grade and you know the cross country Christmas book was that that was that's actually an adult book. A lot of the actually I'd been reading more adult books. It feels like and some young adult than middle grade. I kind of wanted to take a small break, just kind of stretch my reading legs. So the great, call oh, the great peach experiment. When life gives you lemons, make peach pie. That doesn't make sense. I know Aaron Soderbergh Downing, who wrote this book. And I'll just, this is another road trippy book, a novel about a family searching for a way to reconnect as a, family after the loss of the kid's mother. They decide to honor her memory by living out one of mom's lifelong dreams, taking a road trip and selling pies out of a newly acquired food truck. I liked that book. I gave it five stars. Yes, it felt like it kind of slowed a little here and there with the whole road trippy thing. Like I said, but those books you just... Those can be hit or miss because you're pretty much, for the majority of the book, you're in one place even though you're going to different destinations. And sometimes not a lot is happening. You're just driving along and it's just like, okay. Sometimes you want more than dialogue. Sometimes you want a little more action than just people sitting in a vehicle and just staring. It's like, you want, yeah. So, of course, going back to my holiday reads... This was the most beautiful book to be able to end my holiday reads for 2021. It's called Christmas by the Book. This is by Anne Marie Ryan. It came out October 12th, 2021. This is an adult. How many adults? Let's see. One, two, three. Yeah, three Christmas adult book holiday reads. One middle grade and one young adult book. Well, four if you count the uh, cross-country Christmas book as an adult one. So, I'll read the synopsis. I finished this last night. Gorgeous book. Oh my gosh. Just right in the feels. 100%. This could be a movie. I would watch this movie if it was done right. A heartfelt and lovely Christmas tale for book lovers everywhere. You know how I feel about people that work in bookshops. I love books like that. Work in bookshops, live in bookshops, I love it all. In small town England, two booksellers facing tough times decide to spread some Christmas cheer through the magic of anonymous book deliveries in this uplifting holiday tale for book lovers everywhere. Nora and her husband Simon have run the beautiful oak-beamed bookshop in their small British village for 30 years. But times are tough, and the shop is under threat of closure. This Christmas season will really decide their fate. When an elderly man visits the store and buys the one book they've never been able to sell, saying it's a perfect gift for his sick grandson, it gives Nora an idea. She and Simon will send out books to those feeling down this Christmas. Maybe they can't save their bookstore, but at least they'll have one final chance to lift people's spirits through the power of reading. After gathering nominations online, Nora and Simon quietly deliver books to six residents of the village in need of some festive cheer. 
including a single dad of twins who is working hard to make ends meet, a teenage boy grieving for his big sister, a local member of parliament who is battling depression, and a teacher who's newly retired and living on her own. As the town prepares for a white Christmas, the books begin to give their recipients hope, one by one. But with the future of the bookshop still up in the air, Nora and Simon will need a Christmas miracle, or perhaps a little help from the people whose lives they've touched to find a happy ending of their own. Yeah, I like the fact they decided, okay, this one book that was about the first Christmas, the Christmas truce. And this man comes in, his grandson's in the hospital, another, you know, trigger warning for those of you that deal with, uh, that uh, suffer from medical PTSD. Um, and the grandfather comes in, he's like, I'm looking for a book for my grandson. He's, you know, in school, he's got this project on, you know, World War Two that he wants to do. What was it World War One? One of them. Um, yeah, and apparently this one book that Simon and Nora could not sell, they've had it in their shop for over 25 years, which is about as long as they've been running that shop. So, this sparks an idea in Nora, as she says, you know, I want to help people by giving books to those that are in desperate need of some comfort, and maybe a distraction from what's going, you know, an escape from what's going on in their lives. So they, because they have their bookshop on the social media sites, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, you name it, they got it. So they put out a Twitter, of course it's got to be somewhere, you know, just in the village where they can actually, you know, hand deliver these items. Because you want to make sure they get there in time. So they pick six. They go through all the people that have submitted, like, hey, if you know someone who's feeling a little down, a little lonely, needs to be cheered up, you think that a book would help them out? Let us know. And then Nora and Simon kind of go through their bookshop and they start, you know, Christmas books. Like, what can we give them that would be helpful? And then Nora, with her adorable little white Scottish-looking terrier, they go, and and I love how the dog's name is Mary. It's so cute. (laughs) So she goes with Mary and just hand delivers and she remarks, you know, the author describes, like, the places that she's going up to. She can hear, you know, noises from inside, you know, oh, this is a, you know, you hear kids in the television or, you know, um, there's a guy who works above, uh, lives above the pub that he works at, which is actually across the street from the books. How convenient, right? And there's a, there's a pub called the George where Simon actually has like trivia nights and they're really well known throughout the village and everything is trivia nights get the whole town involved, the whole whole town. It's a village. And, um, yeah. And the thing is, I like that the author let us in on these six individuals that received these books, just what they're, life is like what they're going through and then when they receive the book and then it all kind of comes together at the end and we kind of hear how these books helped people so I love this book I loved this book I honestly would love to just share it with the world and that's what I'm kind of doing here by talking about these lovely beautiful books that I read so if I had to rate, I'm just rating the holiday books that I read. But before I do that, the book I'm currently reading and I really want to finish before, I honestly, I want to not 
finish a book in the new year. I want to start fresh in the new year, so that's why I'm finishing this book, which is another adult contemporary read. It's called Much Ado About You. It's by Samantha Young. This came out this year, February 2nd of 2021. The Cozy Comforts of an English Village Bookstore. I know, right? It sounds just like uh, Christmas by the book. Open up a world of new possibilities for Evie Starling in this charming new romantic comedy from New York Times bestselling author Samantha Young. At 33 years old, Evangeline Starling's life in Chicago is missing that something special. And when she's passed over for a promotion at work, Evie realizes she needs to make a change. Some time away to regain perspective might be just the thing. In a burst of impulsivity, she plans a holiday in a quaint English village. The holiday package comes with a temporary position at Much Ado About Books, the bookstore located beneath her rental apartment. See, I mean, if I could, if I, in another life, that would be the ideal for me, right? Living in an apartment above a bookshop. I don't know why, but that just sounds amazing. I love reading. See, I love not just people that work at work in bookshops or own bookshops, but live above them too. Bonus. <laughs> yeah, this definitely to me was a you know it was a comfy, cozy read. Uh, I'm talking about Christmas, uh, Christmas by the book, but anyway, even this one, much ado about you. I'm I'm loving this book. It's so enjoyable. I really like Evie. I really, really do. In a burst of impulsivity, she plans a holiday in a quaint English village. The holiday package comes with a temporary position at Much Ado About Books, the bookstore located beneath her rental apartment. There's no better dream vacation for the bookish Evie, a lifelong Shakespeare, Shakespeare lover. Not only is Evie swept up in running the delightful store, as soon as she arrives, she's drawn into the lives, loves, and drama of the friendly villagers, including Roan Robson, the charismatic and sexy farmer who tempts Evie every day with his friendly flirtations. Evie is determined to keep him at bay because a holiday romance can only end in heartbreak, right? But Evie can't deny their connection and longs to trust in her handsome farmer that their whirlwind romance could turn into the forever kind of love. Yeah, the thing is, this is only meant to be for three weeks. And let me tell you, when you're having fun, you know that saying, time flies when you're having fun? Those three weeks go by like a snap of the finger that I just did. They really, really do. And it just feels like it's not enough time, especially when you become invested in the place that you're staying. Everyone's welcoming when I guess normally American tourists, they just kind of not shun them, but they really like, oh, yeah, here's another American tourist, uh, you know, that kind of thing. But no, the, the village is very welcoming to Evie. They really, really like her. They've kind of taken her under their wing, like... You know, she's their own and everything like that. And, yeah, it's, there's even a dog, Shadow, this giant black Great Dane. <laughs> so adorable. And, um, yeah, Roan is pretty cool. I mean, he's got his own um, kind of things going on, too. So, but you can definitely tell the attraction between him and Evie. And I am more than halfway done with this book, so I do plan to get it done. I have, let's see, I'm looking at my calendar. I have one, two, three. Let's just go with three days. <laughs> I have three days to get it done. Um, yeah, I really like this book. I, I think it's great. And 
I want, I'm definitely going to finish it so I can start. I want to get more back into middle grade reading, definitely, and in the new year and stuff like that. I, I've done my little branch out of YA and adult. Not saying that I won't dip into the YA and adult here and there in 2022, but it's like I have a lot of awesome reads that just came out in the fall of this year that I have just been tabling and I am just chomping at the bit to get Barbara D's new book. Um, I am going to do in a separate one my 2022 TBR pretty much going to be mainly middle grade books of what I want to read. So if you love middle grade, then you are in for a treat because I'm going to go through. I got all my books listed. The ones that I pretty much want to buy mainly, which that means that they, they're really good if, I, if I'm going to buy them, definitely. Um, yeah, going from January all the way to September, just... Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm going to read synopsises, maybe give you guys some book ideas. I hope you, I gave you book ideas with this podcast. You know, if you read Christmas books outside of Christmas, that's awesome. There's some new books for you to read. Even, see, um, A Good Girl's Guide to Murder and um, Monday's Not Coming. You know, if you're into mystery and, and YA, those are a couple of really good books. Honestly, if I had to choose between the two, definitely Good Girl's Guide to Murder was above Monday's Not Coming, but I'm, I'm glad that I finished that book, because I I didn't realize it'd been over two and a half years since I originally started reading Monday's Not Coming, but alright, that is the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And look forward this week, I'm going to be doing, that way it gives you guys something to look forward to in 2022. Something to look forward to ahead of what I'm going to be reading for the following year, so... All right. If you guys want to email the podcast, I am going to be putting this episode up only on the Punky Power podcast and the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas Full House Fuller House podcast. Um, don't really get a lot of plays for uh, uh, podcast episodes like this on the Wonder Years podcast, so that's why I'm I'm choosing not to put this up there. So, all right. I hope you guys honestly had an amazing Christmas. If you didn't, I'm I'm sorry. Uh. I hope you have an amazing New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Let's hope for good, amazing things in 2022. Fingers crossed. (laughs) I'm turning 40 next year. Granted, it won't be till August. It will be more than halfway through 2022. But um, I'm looking forward to a good year. I really am. I I love my job. I want to keep loving my job. Going into the new year, I just, I've never been, honestly, and I I said, I've never been happier with a job in my life. I mean, yeah, the video store was great. It led me to Jeremy, but eventually the job itself kind of turned sour towards the end. But the memories with Jeremy are there. Even though it's not a video store anymore, I think it's a fitness center when we drove past it. Um, Whenever I go... The couple of times, I think, when I went to uh, Michigan, like, in August and at the end of September, I think I did go around the Cascade Road and kind of just, like, see it off. At the, at the traffic light, you can see when you're turning on to Cascade from 28th Street. If you know, if you're in Michigan, you know what I'm talking about. Um, straight ahead and to the left, you're going to see where the old Hollywood video was. So, 
it's a fitness, like anytime fitness or something. I don't know. But it's just like, the memories are always going to be there. The memories are always going to be there. No matter what that, if that becomes something else in the future. So, all right. Yes. Um, as I said, the emails, punky power, PB, how, why do I keep jabbing myself with my nails aren't even that long. Punky power, PB podcast at gmail.com. Or omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. So, all right. Bye-bye, everybody.